Hey, I'm Ben Silverio. And I'm Ansel Birch. And it's time, time to party. party. Today's episode was recorded on October 27th, 2022 in Chicago, Illinois. So we are not doctors. We don't give medical advice. Please drink responsibly. <laughs> it does. That's how we sang it in That's how we sang it in the episode. <laughs> you have no idea how many times I had to listen to us sing that song wrong. <laughs> hey, ben. How you been? <laughs> Ansel Birch, you old so-and-so. Oh, look at you. Look oh, at you. Man. Fancy running into you with <laughs> in the place where you live. Hey, Ben, what are we what are we talking about this month? Oh, I don't know. I figured we'd talk about Halloween. Ooh. Or, or Christmas. That will be past interesting whatever, people listen to this. Whatever holiday is closest to when American Thanksgiving. <laughs> um, uh, Boxing Day. Boxing Day. Good, good holiday. Hanukkah. Diwali is happening happened. currently, currently which happening? means when you listen to this, it will have happened. Yes. Back to the Future Day. Back to the Future that, Day. That happened already. Yeah. Anyhow. <laughs> hey, Ben, what are we talking about this month? Well, party people, I'm sure you're all anxiously anticipating. Us saying the name of the movie that is on the headline that's, of the podcast. That's exactly what I was to. just going to say. <laughs> you're waiting with anticipation who, for who information that you already know. Maybe it's just come up automatically in your podcast feed and you haven't looked down yet. And if that's you, cheers. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks for subscribing and having us on auto. It's real nice of you. Uh, but yes, this month we are talking about the uh, recently added to Peacock movie, <clears throat> Meet Cute. Uh, starring uh, Kaylee Kuko of uh, Harley Quinn, the animated series That's fame. right. Also that other nerd show that uh, no one likes. The Flight Attendant? No, The Big Bang Theory. No, I was trying to avoid it. <laughs> uh, Damn it, I said it. Is it like Macbeth said, now? Yeah, Fuck, no, I said uh, that! No! <laughs> no, we're really screwed. Oh, no, we're cursed. Uh, Te- well, we're not, on the, we're not on the stage. Yeah, that's fair. Technically. Will Wheaton preserve us. Um, uh, but but yes. yeah, she's she's been having a little renaissance. Absolutely. Because she doesn't want to get stuck in that role of Penny. Yeah. Hey, so she's doing everything. Her. Which is great. Yeah. Uh, and she is in this movie alongside Pete Davidson from SNL. Or mm-hmm. a also of a Harley su- Quinn adjacent property. Oh, yeah. He, he was cannon fodder in the Suicide Squad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which I love. So good. So good. The fact that he gets killed off right away is just chef's kiss. The right choice. Um, And I'm sure we'll get into this later, but I do not like Pete Davidson. I'm not a fan of Pete Davidson. I'm not going to apologize to you, Pete Davidson, because you can't be everybody's cup of tea. But I think Pete Davidson would be thrilled that you don't like him. Sure. Probably because he's from New York and I'm from Philadelphia. Oh, yeah. You got that. Yeah. But I will give credit where credit is due. He sometimes can break out a very good performance. Like a very good dramatic performance. Mm-hmm. And again, we'll talk more about that later, uh, likely when we review the movie. So stay tuned for episode two in, if, in a week. Yeah, if you want to hear all my sordid opinions about Pete Davidson, stay tuned! <laughs> <laughs> but here in the first episode, we're going to talk about the movie in a non-spoilery way. Yes. And give you some rules for drinking and smoking along. Uh, that you can choose from a la carte. Uh, and whatever you want to do when you notice these rules come up is great. If you just want to point at the screen and go, hey, um, or, you know, t- 
take a drink as as recommended. That's all cool. Yeah, uh, we're we're not your supervisors. Absolutely not. <laughs> absolutely. I mean, you probably had to subscribe to Peacock just to watch this movie. So yes. you do you exactly. Uh, if that means that one. you want to drink or smoke uh, copiously uh, in order to get through it, hey, that's that's cool. We're here to help. Yeah, yeah, we we got you. We got you. <laughs> yes, but first, uh, our very good friends at IMDb uh, tell us about this movie. Uh, what would you do if you could travel to your loved one's past, heal their trauma, fix their problems, and change them into the perfect partner? That's just a series of questions. That's not really a. It a is a synopsis. series of questions, not a synopsis, uh, which suggests to me that it either wasn't the logline for the movie or. The logline for the movie is the reason this made it to the blacklist, as you mentioned earlier uh, in yes. our off-tape discussion. Yes, for those that don't know, the blacklist is a grouping of movies. Well, no, screenplays. a grouping of screenplays that are the best of the year that were not produced. So movies that have ended up on the black or that started on the blacklist but have made their way into our hearts: Juno, Five Hundred Days of Summer, apparently Scott Pilgrim vs. the World, Edge of Tomorrow. Uh, Looper, Abraham Lincoln, Vampire Hunter. <laughs> I'm amazed that one got saved from the blacklist, I'll be honest. I know. <laughs> well, it was already an adaptation of a book, so... A, a not good book. Oh, really? Oh, that book was such a wank. Speaking of wanks, uh, the to-do list. Um, <laughs> Never even <laughs> which, heard of that. No, this is a very funny movie starring Aubrey Plaza. About uh, a girl who is graduating from high school, uh, but wants to uh, cross off a number of sexual things off the list because she was too busy in high school trying to like be a good student and everything, and she feels like she missed out on stuff. Okay, Uh, it used to be called the hand job. I'm pretty sure when I read that script, that's what it was called. Is that because Handjob was on the list? Uh, Handjob's definitely on the list. Okay. Handjob. Actually, funny story, when the movie came out and they were doing like promotional items, they were handing out the list. So I have a copy of the list somewhere. Oh my God. Uh, most likely at my parents' house. That's but, so good. Yes. it was. It's very funny. It's like looking at the board from uh, Kevin in the Woods. Oh, you sure. You know, like when you actually get to like read the whole thing, it's just like, oh, it's hilarious joke after hilarious joke nice uh but yeah it's a fun movie i like that one i'm looking at the the blacklist from 2009 which is when i was working in hollywood as an assistant there's some interesting ones on here like book smart which is a phenomenal movie uh cedar rapids which is kind of fun gangster squad the king's speech which you know great film yeah yeah uh the kings of summer and the spectacular now uh are both very fun movies with very similar vibes so getting on the blacklist sounds like it's a pretty good way to get your movie actually made yeah absolutely a lot of the times you know at least half or somewhere close to half of the movies end up getting picked up Hmm. like anything in hollywood it kind of turned into a popularity contest uh but what (laughs) surprising but this list basically used to just be like assistants passing passing around stuff to be like hey did you read this like this is really good this one was good yeah too bad it's not getting made exactly Mm, it used to be a word of mouth thing and then uh it turned into a much bigger thing (laughs) interesting interesting and while we're on the topic 
that is the job that Kaylee Cuoco's character has. Am I correct in that? She is an associate producer's assistant. <laughs> so, so would she be doing the the that process? Would she be reading screenplays? Not necessarily. Because she doesn't say she's a PA. She's not no, a personal no, no. assistant to the producer. Um. So I think she would be... I don't know. Because a lot of assistants end up being like interns and like slightly above interns. Mm-hmm. And it sounds like she's slightly, slightly above interns. Yeah. So she's very low on the totem pole. Uh, it might... She, she probably gets paid a lot better than I did. I was going to say, she's, <laughs> she's clearly getting paid decently. Yes. Uh, but, you know, you know um, titles in Hollywood are so convoluted. That makes sense. That makes sense. Uh, so... Really, everyone should be reading scripts and could be. Yeah. But the difference is the people lower on the totem pole will be writing the coverage for the script that the higher-ups will read instead of reading the whole thing. Right. Uh, I always found writing coverage a very interesting process. Because, like, I would have to read the script, sum it up, and answer some questions about the script. And then Mm -hmm. that's how they uh, read it. So, really... Uh, if you want to get your screenplay made, uh, make friends with the assistants and make sure that they like your stuff. Yeah, because then... <laughs> and are you supposed to, like, advocate for the script, or I mean, are you supposed to stay kind of neutral? Uh, no, you... It, it's almost... I think that's why I was... I don't want to say so good at it, but I think that's why uh, I was adequate at it, mm-hmm. being a film critic, you know, and and being a film student at the time, you know, I could be critical of this thing and be like, oh, this is really good, or ah, this mm-hmm. isn't so good, you know? That's cool. That's cool. Yeah, so it, it, it depends on the, the, uh, the person doing the coverage, you know, because, I mean, one person might think it's really good, uh, but another person might be like, eh, well. Yeah. It can go on Peacock. Well, and I guess that's one of the questions I would have about, like, having a movie get... A, put on the blacklist, and then, but more importantly, the sort of turnover of interns, right? Like, if you have interns doing this, you're going to get wildly different results from, you know, semester to semester as these kids churn through. Yeah, but they don't have to pay anybody doing it, so... (laughs) So no wonder wonder so many scripts end up in the bin. (laughs) But also, it takes years for this stuff to get made. Like, for instance, some of the titles that I just named from the 2009 Blacklist, uh, The Voices, starring Ryan Reynolds, got made in 2014. Um, you know, sure, The Social Network got made the, the year after, uh, but that's because, like, high-profile stuff got, sure. you know. Uh, but something like uh, Booksmart came out in 2019, 10 years later. It, it took them a while. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but um, yeah, the Blacklist is a good resource for up and coming talent in Hollywood. Uh, and I think that's the most positive thing to come out of it. Yeah. You know? uh, it's always good to cultivate the next generation, right? Like, there are plenty of showrunners who don't take the time to, like, actually teach people in their writer's room, you know? Mm. Uh, I don't know why Kim's Convenience came to mind, but like I'm always thinking of Kim's Convenience because it was such a good show. But the reason why that show ended 
prematurely because it was supposed to have one more season to wrap everything up. Mm. Uh, it ended prematurely because like the producers didn't really like do anything to cultivate the writer's room and the creative oh, process. Oh, interesting. So if the, the head writer didn't, you know, uh, want to do anything, nothing got happened. Uh, nothing happened. Interesting. You know? Interesting. It was a whole thing. I bet. And I get why the, the stars are very upset. Oh, <laughs> You know, but um, I mean, the fans are upset too. Tim sure. Bits are very upset that it ended prematurely. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's what the Kim's Convenience fans are called. Tim Bits? Tim Bits. Or I'm sorry, it's Kim Bits. Kim Bits. That makes more yeah, yeah, sense. Because, yeah. you know, Tim Hortons. Yeah, because Tim Hortons, yeah. <laughs> Tim Bits, the best, the best product coming out of Tim Hortons. And uh, I thought you were going to say Canada. Uh, well, arguably. <laughs> well, what are some of your favorite Canadian exports? Oh, man. I mean, Ryan Reynolds. Um <sighs> Of course, top of the list. He made me care about soccer. (laughs) Which is either a crime or a gift. It's up to you. That show, Welcome to Wrexham, is very good. Uh, So I've heard. And now I care about this Welsh football team. Uh, Obviously, Ted Lasso kind of started the move towards, oh, maybe I should care about soccer. (laughs) But this Welcome to Wrexham show is very good. Man. Uh, For me, it's the, the only football that i follow is because of john and hank green oh because john green is uh, a part owner of the um wimbledon team oh yeah so does that mean that uh the green brothers have to fight rob McElhenney and uh ryan reynolds uh i think that there is likely to be a like uh are they in the same league they're not in the same okay. league but i have a feeling there's likely to be some some crossover ah. since they're all you know people with good senses of humor and, sure. and football teams at their disposal <laughs> if only they were in the same league like yeah. how far up is uh are the greens i think the i uh afc wimbledon i think is in the fourth tier right now okay and Wrexham's in the second tier right aren't they i thought Wrexham was doing okay uh, I mean, I don't know how they're doing currently. I only know what was uh, in the documentary. Um, but you know, Wrexham whole Wrexham's whole story is being underdogs. So, mm-hmm. I'll I'll give you something that I've learned from everyone I've ever listened to talk about football. Okay, uh, they're all underdogs. Every oh. team ever. Every team ever. All of them are underdogs, except for Arsenal and Manu. I was about to say, even Manchester United. Nope. <laughs> and I bet you there are still Manu people who are like, "Yeah, well, we're coming up though. We're we're gonna make it next year." Like, <laughs> buddy, you you know who you're rooting for, right? Manchester United is like the Dallas Cowboys of football, right? I would say they're more like that. Well, okay. I don't know enough about American football do to I. do this well, but I feel like they're more like the Patriots. Oh, okay. In that, like, they win pretty frequently and uh-huh. people are attached to them, uh, but in like a in a way that makes you kind of squint. Ah, so the Dallas, it, in my understanding, <clears throat> to my understanding, the Dallas Cowboys are very much like that as well, except it's all in their heads. Ah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, when you call yourselves America's team, shove it up your ass. Yeah. How about <laughs> fuck you? <laughs> anyway, not important. Anyway, Meet Cute is on Peacock. You can watch it there. We watched it there. Uh, I, I pirated it, uh, so 
Oh, excuse me. <laughs> yeah, uh, but that's where you should watch it. <laughs> we we got uh, the gentleman pirate over here. Uh, yo ho ho! Uh, I'm not paying for Peacock Premium. <laughs> Wait, you have to have premium to watch it? I thought so. Really? It's not just like up. Oh, I guess they would put it behind the paywall, right? Like, yeah. Because Peacock has a, a free option. That's uh, true. I guess I when I looked it up on my streaming boxes, they were all like, yeah, with the premium plan. And I was like, well, fuck that. Uh, <laughs> and did not look any farther before going immediately to my pirate friends and going, hey, I, could, could you make this happen? They're I like, keep yeah, forgetting no that people just don't have Peacock. Because like... As soon as the WWE Network went under oh, in, sure. in America, I signed up for Peacock right away. <laughs> because uh, when you order a WWE pay-per-view, it's like 30 to 50 bucks. Yeah. I don't remember anymore because I haven't done it in a long time. Uh, but it's around that price point. Uh, WrestleMania is even more. Jesus. Um but, that's to watch it in your house. That's yeah. not even to get into a place to exactly. watch it in person. Right. Um, but if you have Peacock, you pay five bucks, six, six bucks a month and you get the premium live events. Yeah. That's easy math. Yeah. And I mean, I pay, I'm currently paying the extra to have it commercial free. Mm. So it's 10 bucks, which is what the WWE network used to be. Sure. Yeah. They, they would tout that it was the best value for nine ninety nine. Uh, but now it's only four ninety nine or five ninety nine. Yeah, it's an uh, even better value. Yes, and you get whatever NPC is making. Exactly. <laughs> this. Uh, oh, there was something that they pushed, and now I don't remember what it was. I will say it that finally looked interesting. Um, Girls Five Eva is a very funny show. Okay. Okay. But I just found out today that it's moving to Netflix. Oh, well, there you go. Which, what? I mean, Peacock has made some questionable choices. Uh, they did not renew Saved by the Bell, uh, the the revival. What year is it? Uh, <laughs> the the new Saved by yeah, the no, Bell. Yeah, no, like... I know, I know, I know. But the, um, that show was better than it had any business being. Uh, <laughs> I'm trying to find when... They did the reboot. Wasn't that long ago. It wasn't that long ago. Okay, so they did it in 2020, and it was canceled in 22. So it only had two seasons. All right. But it should have gotten a third, damn it. Um, What else is Peacock spending money on? The answer is Pete Davidson movies, apparently. Uh, Pete Davidson's paying for his own movies, as far as I can tell. Oh, yeah? Yeah, both Pete Davidson and uh, Kaylee Cuoco uh, produced this movie. Oh. Oh, that's right. Um, and uh, Pete Davidson... Oh, okay. He just wrote King of Staten Island, I think. Uh, I, I'll bet he was a producer on this, too. Writing credit, directing credit. I don't know. It's not that important. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, uh, how many drinking and smoking rules have you got? So, not many, because this is a very short movie, which is nice. Okay, my first rule, uh, and this is an easy one, 
I want you to take a shot for Smithson. For Smithson? Who? Exactly. <laughs> ah, you picked up on it. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you'll know it when you see it. Take a shot for Smithson. Uh, remind me later to bring up Smithson. Okay. Because I, I have a theory on, on oh, Smithson. Interesting. Okay. Um, what do you got? It's, it's, it's very simple, straightforward. Take a drink every time someone says time travel. Oh, Jesus, you'll die. Yeah, well, if you pick that one, just do that one. Just that one. Yeah, you know? that's a sip rule. That is a sip of, of yeah. low ABV beer. That's a, that's a white claw rule. That's Maybe that's what we'll call those from now on. Uh, that's good, though. That's good. Okay, so every time somebody says time travel, that's, that's easy as well. That's easy to right. keep track of. Um, I, uh, I would like you to take a drink every time you see Sheila in her sweats. Oh, so if you pick that one and then pick my next one, uh, <laughs> you're just gonna drink a lot. So don't, don't do these ones in conjunction. Maybe um, not. But yeah, every time you see Sheila in her sweats, uh, Sheila is Kaylee Cuoco's character. <laughs> Mine was take a drink every time Sheila gets hit by a car. Oh, okay, yeah. Which and is... she's wearing her sweats every time. Which, that's fun. So <laughs> <laughs> that is why I picked it. It's just such a such a. I don't want to say a fun visual, but it's a good good returning gag. Yep. Yes. There you um... go. This one's a little harder. Okay, so we've had a lot of easy ones up till now, but my next one is uh, take a drink every time you think Gary might be on to what's happening. Uh, so like when he's having those moments of, if you watch Westworld, uh, the, it's the reverie. It's the uh-huh. remembering from the past reset. Interesting. So there are these moments where Gary is, you think, maybe having a moment where he's like, remembering something from a past reset or a past oh okay um because it's not as though he's it's not as though there's a secret sure sheila always tells him right off the bat yes i'm a time traveler so there's no there's no surprise there but uh it's these moments where he realizes how much he's been reset how many times like that that side that sort of uh when he's when he's catching on or having having a deja vu that's Mm -hmm. that's um that's what I'm talking about. Interesting. Here. Yeah. Um, and that—that's a rule you could mix with other rules. That doesn't yeah. happen super often. Uh, my next rule is take a hit every time. Uh, um, Sheila, I don't want to say tells the truth, but like reveals a new truth. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Like, uh, I didn't tell you the whole thing. Like, uh, there was another thing. That's good. <laughs> yeah. That's good. You could pair that one with the Gary catching on. Yes. Tro- if you if you uh, feel rule. like uh, getting more uh, more in depth with your more, rules. more cerebral, yes. rules. yeah, one hundred percent. I love that. Okay. Um, all right. So uh, my next rule is take a drink every time we see a new location or set. Hmm. That. Uh, so. Because that happens pretty evenly throughout the movie. Okay, so with each new place that they go on the date the first time counts, mm-hmm. but not after that. Correct. Okay. Okay. Because it, it like happens a lot up top, and then 
in the middle, not as much, and then towards the third act is when it really picks exactly, up. Exactly, yeah. Okay. That's that, another that's one a, you that's could That's a little mix. sleeper. You yeah, know? yeah, like, yeah, yeah. If you pick that one, you got to remember it later on. <laughs> yeah. Which makes it a bad smoking rule. Sure. Yes. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> um, um, my, my last rule okay. is uh, take a shot for June. Uh, Deborah S. Craig. Oh, yeah. Because she's... Out of respect. Yeah. You know, she's trying to help Sheila. You know, and she uh, does it thanklessly. Very thanklessly. Yeah. Uh, And she... When she gets her backstory, I'm just like, oh, June. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So, you know, I'm sure she could use the shot, too. But uh, since she's not playing with you, go ahead and take it. So just take that one whenever you're when you're feeling it for June. Just have, yeah, have I mean, one. Have you're one probably racked up. gonna you'll take know it. it in the third act. Yeah, you'll know it when you see it. Exactly. Um. Okay, that's good. Because really not like only is she very good at her job as a nail technician, mm-hmm. but she as like a spiritual time traveling guide, she has those nuggets of truth for Sheila. And uh, if Sheila listens or not is another story. Yeah. But. Well, that's that's Sheila's problem. Also, uh, were you tempted to like say Sheila's name with an Australian accent the entire time? I wasn't, but now I will be. It's like, hey, Sheila. Sheila. Um, also, did did Sheila not have a manicure? No, she did. She did? Okay. Yeah. She showed off the color, remember? Oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. Um, all right. I have one last. Okay. I have one last rule. Uh and this is another sip rule. Okay. Because it is every time Sheila uses someone's name just to prove that she knows it. <laughs> so the the bartender, the Indian restaurant owner. Yep. Um June. June. I think it's really just those big 3. Yeah. But like she makes a point of calling a meat by his name. Uh-huh. When they first arrive at a restaurant that hypothetically she's never been to exactly. before. Just to throw him off. And then fill the bartender. And fill the bartender. She does the same thing. Yeah, Thirsty? Phil. What do you, yeah. <laughs> um Yeah. She does it less to June because June is in on it. Yes. Um, but yeah. Interesting. There's some good rules. Lots to choose from. Lots to choose from. Any of those you would think would be good uh, smoking rules for those who are playing along in that way? I mean, other than than my one. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, I don't know. That's tough. Because it really depends on your smoking habits, right? <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. Okay. Well, then... We've told you about frequency on all of these. Absolutely. Judge, judge for yourself. Yes. And you are. You know yourself best. Yeah. We we are far from the authority on this topic. <laughs> We're just uh, encouraging you to do your own thing. Just watch watch the movie. Keep your eyes open. Enjoy yourself. And uh, if it helps to look for repeating tropes and weird uh, foibles, then <laughs> we got you. Yes. That's... That's our brand. That's what, yeah. That's apparently what we do here. <laughs> you could put it on our headstone. Yeah, our time to party headstone. 
that would be expensive. That would, yeah. Because I don't know why I think this, but do, do they charge by the letter? Is that a... Oh, probably. I mean, it's it's the funeral industry. They'll they'll gouge you however they can. It's true. One, one last way to, to drain you. Every last penny. Oh, my God. <laughs> the, are we just going to talk about the ways the society is trying to drain you of <coughs> your resources yeah uh, we can start to do that and i'll just like fade out under the, <laughs> the song. wow this got real serious nobody wants to hear that wow this got real serious could also apply to this movie I yeah guess. yeah this movie i i i have a distinct memory of well I've, i have a, a text log of it um because when I reached out to to my pirate friend to get it for me, I was like, "Yeah, I, I'll be damned if I'm going to pay for a Pete Davidson rom com." <laughs> uh, and then afterward, I sent a follow up, being like, "This movie was actually really good." <laughs> See, rom coms sure. are worth something. Oh, I love rom coms. Don't get me wrong. I was just I'm surprised that a it wasn't a rom com, at least not all the way through. Not a conventional one. Yeah. Yeah. And that, like, they, Pete Davidson really did a good time travel movie, and Kaylee Cuoco just knocked it out of the park, which that didn't surprise me. I've, I've enjoyed yes, her work. She's always very good. Um, even when the, uh, when the material isn't that good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, uh, party people, if you want to hear more about that, tune in next week. Woo! When we will be talking about more bullshit. <laughs> And this movie. Hopefully centering around this movie some. Maybe. We'll see. <laughs> uh, until then, you can uh, find us on the internet. I'm at bsilveria20 on Instagram and Twitter. I am at Indecisionist on Twitter and at the Indecisionist on Instagram. If you want to join the conversation, you can use the hashtag time to party. That's time the number two party. And also time the number two party all spelled out because that's a thing now. Apparently. <laughs> I've, I've added it to the list that it's I cut and paste on onto this. Special thanks to April Moralba for our podcast art and to Marlon Longin of Marlon and the Shakes for our amazing theme song. This has been an Indecisionist production. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and uh, while you enjoy uh, watching or rewatching Meet Cute, uh, I would, we would, generally, the royal week, Mm-hmm. Uh, would like for all of you to be excellent to each other. And party on, dudes. Yeah, theme song. <laughs>